Chapter 18 of Slave Planet by Lawrence M. Janifer. This LibriVox recording is in the public domain. Dodd stayed on his post because he had to. As a matter of fact, he hardly thought of leaving or of doing anything at all. Minutes passed, and he stood in the hallway quite alone. The other guard had spoken to him when Cadnan had been picked up and tossed back into solitary, but Dodd hadn't answered and the guard had gone back to his own post. Dodd stood, hardly thinking, and waiting, though he could not have said what for. This is the end. He had hit Cadnan. In those few seconds he had acted just as a good slaver was supposed to act, and that discovery shocked him. Even more than his response during the attempted escape, it showed him what he had become. He had thought the words he used had some meaning. Now he knew they had next to none. They were only catchphrases meant to make him feel a little better. He was a slaver. He had been trained as a slaver, and he would remain a slaver. What was it Norma had said? You'd rather live? It was true. It was all true. But there was, he told himself dimly, still, somewhere, hope. The Confederation would come. When they did, he would die. He would die at last. And death was good. Death was what he wanted. No matter what Norma had told him, death was what he wanted. He was still standing, those few thoughts expanding and filling his mind like water in a sponge, when the building, quite without warning, shook itself. He heard the guard at the end of the corridor shouting. The building shook again, underneath and around him, dancing for a second like a man having a fit. Then he caught the first sounds of the bombardment. Norma! He heard himself scream that one word over the sounds of blast and shout, and then he was out of the corridor somehow, insanely running across open ground. Behind him, the alarms attached to the front doors of Building 3 went off, but he hardly heard that slight addition to the uproar. God alone knew whether the elevators would be working. But they had to be. They had to stand up. After he found Building 1... He could hardly trust the basement levels, choked by panic-stricken personnel from everywhere. He had to get to an elevator and find Norma. He had to find Norma. Overhead, there was a flash and a dull roar. Dodd stared before him at a tangled, smoking mass of blackness. A second before, it had been a fringe of forest. Smoke coiled round toward him, and he turned and ran for the side of Building 3. There were other sounds behind him. Screams. Shouts. As he passed the building, the ground shook again, and there was a sudden rise in a chorus of screams. He smelled acrid smoke, but never thought of stopping. The building still stood gleaming in their bombardment flashes, and he went round the corner, behind it, and found himself facing the dark masses of one and two, five hundred feet away over open ground. As he watched, there was a flash too bright for his eyes. He blinked and turned away, gasping. When he could look again, a piece of building two was gone, looking from five hundred feet distance as if it had been bitten cleanly from the top, taking about four floors from the right side, taking the topmast, girders and all, simply gone. But that was building two, not building one. Norma was still safe. She had to be safe. 
he heaved in a breath of smoky air and ran. Behind him, around him, the bombardment continued. Public Opinion 5 Being an excerpt from Chapter 7 of A Fourth Grade Reader in Confederation History by Dr. A. Lindell Jones, with the assistance of Mary Beth Wilkinson, published in New York, USA, Earth, in September of the year 199 of the Confederation, and approved for use in the public schools by the Board of Education, United, of the USA, Earth, in January of the year 200 of the Confederation. The first explorers on Freuling's world named the new planet after the heroic captain of their ship and prepared long reports on the planet for the scientists back home in the Confederation. The reports mentioned large metallic deposits, and this rapidly became important news. The metallic deposits were badly needed by the Confederation for making many of the things which still are found in your homes. Such useful objects as cleaners, whirlostats, and such all require metal from Froiling's world. Of course, there were not many explorers on the new planet, and it was a hard job for them to dig out the metal the Confederation needed. But the planet had natives on it already. The natives were called Alberts, and here is a picture of them. Aren't they funny-looking? The Alberts were happy to help with the digging in exchange for some of the good things the explorers talked about, because they didn't have many good things. But the explorers built houses for them and gave them food and taught them English, and the Alberts dug in the ground and helped get the metal ready to ship back to the Confederation. The following list of review questions may be helpful to the instructor. 1. Why is Freuling's world called by that name? After whom was it named? 2. What is so valuable about Freuling's world? 3. Who helps the explorers dig up the metal? 4. Why do they help? End of chapter 18